I don't know how to start this. Uh, my name is Carly Townsend. This is Folk Talk. And um, my first ever episode <laughs> is with my first ever real friend, I think. Oh, yeah. We were, first best we've, friend. We've been friends since fifth grade. And I thought, who better to start with than my beloved friend, Sophie Bachelor? Hi. <laughs> I'm so excited to be on this. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. I feel like so, an old person. Um, at the beginning of these episodes, I always want to ask people um, this question. And as a society, we tend to put ourselves into these boxes because we find comfort in these labels and in these boxes. And I wanted to ask you, what is the box that you find yourself in? Like, what would be the box that you consider Sophie? Mm. I think I like too often put myself in this like um certain type of like woman that I think I should be mm-hmm. like I need to be like quieter and like more like polite and I am a polite person but I I sometimes like square myself into like the... trying to be like the lady and yeah. like that's just the, the stereotypical yeah that's just not me like I'm loud and I want to yeah. be loud yeah and that's just who I am <laughs> um so I feel like because I go through that a lot where I'm like the stereotypical woman and how that is perceived and how I look and how I sound and I oftentimes think of like my box it would be called like I don't know I feel like I'm the like the art kid or the nerd Mm -hmm. or something like that there's something in my head that I feel like fits what would be the title of yours of what you think from the outside in wait can it be negative anything yeah just what do you think people view you as unfortunately well I think when I've been like less confident I think I always thought people If they didn't know me, like, at work when I was really anxious, like, I thought they thought that I was, like, a shy, like, depressed girl, and I really didn't like that. But Mm. now, mostly at, like, school and stuff, I think people think I'm, like, a, like, a fashion. I hope people think that I like fashion because I do. Mm-hmm. I'm like a fashion girl. <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is a very good segue into the topics oh. that I wanted to discuss with you. So, okay. Um, if you guys don't know, and you probably won't know, I mean, some people might know, just from the aura you, that you give. Um, thank you. That you're really into fashion. And so, I wanted to start this off by getting your... First, let's start off with, like, what is fashion to you? Hmm. Oh, I don't want to say the generic, like, fashion is a way to express yourself. <laughs> but, like, it is, kind of. Like, that's really what it's all about. Is mm-hmm. like, putting your good ideas into something, like, tangible. Like, mm-hmm. clothes and putting... Like, I see it as, like, putting on a show. <laughs> that's what I... That's what I like to do as a Leo. To bring that yes. in. To bring... Um, astrology into it. I'm a Leo and I want to be seen and heard. I'm also five seven mm-hmm. and a half. Yeah. So I take up a lot of space already. 
But I also love Doc Martens, and they make me feel powerful. That's part they're of... They're really loud, too. Yeah. They're loud. <laughs> Can I curse? Can yes. It doesn't matter? Yes. They're loud as fuck. They are loud as fuck. <laughs> but also, like, I think it's just... Yeah, it, clothes and fashion, just everything about it is, like, pieces of yourself or things that you want to be. Mm-hmm. I think that's how... I think that's what what's good about it it's mm-hmm. just being able to if you want to you can be a different person too yeah there's just so many good yeah. things about it my um one of the podcasts i listen to is called as me with shanice and i've been meaning to listen yes, to that yes she's she's four foot and she talks about fashion and she's an advocate for um people with disabilities to get more expression in fashion and she was talking about fashion how Yes, it is a form of expression, but it's the form of expression all of us, by law, have to follow. We all have to wear clothing. So it's like yeah. one of the everyday things that we have to either express ourselves or hide ourselves. And I think that's a very good like way of thinking. Like That's the one thing that like communicates with everyone, is like, do first like, how you look. I like that. Um, I also wanted to talk about, with you, how fashion, how the fashion industry... And just fashion, like, in general, it, even, even in our small town and, like, our differences between the clothes that we wear, like, separates people and combines people. Oh. How do you think the fashion industry separates people? And how do you think the fashion industry combines people? Okay. First of all, <laughs> how the fashion industry separates people, right off the bat, I think, in the past, it's, like, getting better, but in the past... There's been one type of body on the runway, which is, like, the main, the, I don't know how to say this, like, the main, um, besides social media and before social media, I think that runways were the main way of, like, getting new ideas out into the world Mm -hmm. in fashion, obviously, and I, there's, there's only been, for the longest time, there's only been one type of model which is predominantly white, skinny, and like five, ten and above, we'll yeah. say. Mm-hmm. And so right off the bat, that's calling like one group of people automatically better and mm-hmm. more more like physically like attractive and the main ideal yeah like idolizing that type of body and skin color over millions of other people who look different than that and so that can be a big division (laughs) like that's just is what Mm -hmm. it is but I think we're getting a lot better about like trying to include people and making people who don't look like that feel normal and okay because they are Mm -hmm. and nobody should feel like their body isn't right or their skin color isn't right because you are in your body your entire life and you're the only one you get and it's just so unfair to think about not appreciating that because you've been told like yeah your entire life and before you that 
that's not good. Mm-hmm. And like we had, we were talking about um, Savage Arxventi. Yes. Like how that's just come about. Oh, and it's, really? And it's really, it's really funny because that I feel like I mean I don't want to say something and not be true about it, but I feel like that is one of the first popularized popularized lines where they have. I mean, I was looking at the website and they have like. Like big women, women of color, like all types of women yeah. in their pictures and their stock photos. Like yes. it's like it's like the first in my head, the first um like global line that celebrates all of that. Yes. So I think magic call oh my god. I have to say this because it just it was it's so yes. good to me. It's so awesome. So there is this her name I oh I don't know her name but she was I know she was modeling for Savage X Venti and she was pregnant like maybe eight or nine months pregnant and she mm-hmm. walked for Savage X Venti and like had her child like shortly after and that is so incredible <laughs> that's so good I just like I have so much respect for Rihanna and just anyone who gets the, like, chance to work with her, that's incredible. hmm And I feel like, especially, I know that as a young girl, if I saw that, I would have less internalized misogyny, I feel mm-hmm. like. I would, I would be less hateful towards, um, like, women in the beach showing off their body, bodies, and I would be so much less, like, hateful of myself. Of, yeah. Like, don't show that off, because it's not the ideal body yeah so like what is your like if you saw that as a child and like what do you think that is doing for children seeing that now I think I I know there's a lot of like more conservative-ish people who might think that like children of today are growing up in like some sort of crazy world where things are so complicated but really I think that the children of today have an advantage because they get to see all kinds of different people, all types of love, mm-hmm. like things that no one's seen before, and they are like exposed to it from a young age, and it just gets to be normal, and mm-hmm. there aren't, it doesn't feel so complicated. Yeah. Yes. Um, then my other category, which this will talk about more, more of ourselves and give us a little more <laughs> detail about um, our town. As kids, in fifth grade, when we were starting becoming <laughs> friends, we did this thing where we just dressed however we wanted. I miss that. I wish I had... I lost that in middle school because that's such a shitty time. But My question for you was... Um, I'll, I'll explain this so it has more context. But when we were in fifth grade, we would wear things out of the ordinary. We'd wear, like, bright pink bandanas, mm-hmm. high socks, suspenders. Yes. We just, like, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't match fabrics. We didn't match patterns. You know, we dressed, like, like however we One Direction to. t-shirt with our suspenders and the shirt tucked into the jean shorts and the high rainbow striped yes. socks. Like... I I wanted to ask you, like, as a little girl, what prompted you to do that? Well, okay. I have <laughs> and to... that's not a, like a mean question. Like, no, no, you're you? good. I have to blame. 
That sounds negative, but it's not. I have to blame my mom and dad because they've been letting me dress however I wanted, like, since I could walk and pick out my own outfit. They've been letting me dress like a crazy person, and eventually, like, I figured out what exactly I wanted to wear. (laughs) But I, like, developed my own style that which is still kind of coming together I think it always will be like a continuous process which is kind of fun but yeah they've I've been like lucky enough to in that way like grow up with unjudgmental parents who I mean neither of them are necessarily like they don't care that much about um fashion like as a just as a thing Mm -hmm. so like it never mattered to them if I was wearing like the wrong colors or patterns together they just like let me do it and I think that's had a big like impact Mm -hmm. on me just wearing whatever I wanted (laughs) which is so fun yeah and so I wanted to see how that translated for you in your mind to now that you're older and you like really you're big into the fashion industry like how does that oh my god (laughs) like I I've noticed that like that kind of translates because like as a kid we were very into we wear what we want and now that we're older it's like we look at the fashion industry and we're like how can we process to these bigger corporations like wear what you want and be who you want yeah Like, being a liberal person, but specifically, like, liberal fashion-wise, I guess, Mm -hmm. it's just, I don't understand when people are like, oh my god, like, why is she wearing that, or why is he wearing that? It's just, like, why... It seems so simple to me, like, why can't people just wear what they want and let it be that way? Mm -hmm. Like, that just seems like simple concept, like done (laughs) because that's what I've always thought is like just let people wear what they want and it'll be good we'll all be happy with ourselves like do you think Mm -hmm. um the fashion now is going more towards expressing who we are or do you think it's going towards what's cute oh we're only going up from here baby (laughs) yeah I think especially with like designers who are we know them like as celebrities and people like Rihanna having someone like that like coming into fashion at least in like lingerie and stuff but Mm -hmm. she having people like that and other like I mean everyone who's involved in fashion is creative somehow Mm -hmm. but having people like her and I don't know why I can't think of anyone else, (laughs) but just seeing people like that who I think genuinely want to see people happy and expressing themselves, I think that means that's like a sure sign that we're going in the right direction and Mm -hmm. we're just, we're just flourishing from here. (laughs) Um, To get back to where we are, where we're located, I want to talk about um, the transition from being in fifth grade and like being so about like who we are and what we want to wear mm-hmm. going back into the small town mindset 
and seeing how people react to that. Like, what was your experience going from fifth grade into middle school oh, with fashion? That was rough. That was a rough time. <laughs> because I think you, like, in middle school, I think you so badly, like, you just want to be like everyone else. You don't really want to be different because you'll get made fun of. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, and it just feels embarrassing to be, I guess, to be different. Like, now it's such, like, a fun thing to be different and look however you want but Mm -hmm. I just wanted to like fit in and blend in and just be like a normal Mm -hmm. girl but I just have never I've always (laughs) felt like a really awkward person I I remember oh it was sixth grade and I still was on the trend of like I want to wear suspenders and I want to do this but I wore suspenders one day um probably like first week of school and I sat next to this boy that was like probably like really popular like at least not in the way of being liked but people knew his name and um I sat next to him and he pulled one of my suspenders and he was like do you realize you look like a nerd when you wear those and then after that I was like no I'm putting the suspenders away they're going away (laughs) and the funny thing about that is is like I didn't realize it then but like a bunch of people bullied me for that in like elementary yeah. school, but I just but we just didn't, didn't care. care. Like yeah, I wish it hadn't taken me so long to like find my my way back to wearing what I wanted to. Do. <laughs> like middle school just like fucks everything up, mm-hmm. and it it sucks, and we should get rid of it. <laughs> so, hmm. I have some good questions. I don't know which one you want to answer. Um, answer! <laughs> uh, I was going to talk about expression of self. Like how... Mm. I mean, we kind of touched this, but what do you think fashion says about your current emotions? Or how do you think you can express yourself through what you wear? Mm. Kind of a vague question. I don't mind it. <laughs> well... <laughs> I feel like I've started every question with, hmm, or, well. <laughs> Who must ponder this? I, yeah. I think, yeah, I do that too. I'd go, I think, and then I start to think about it. Cusp your face with your two fingers. Yeah. Think about it. <laughs> um, I think if I'm feeling down, you can really tell because... I'm not dressing, like, to my, like, A-game. Like, I'm not, I'm not really trying to, like, do anything that would make me happy. hmm But. I'm just thinking. I think when. I mean, it's it feels so simple now, actually. Like, if I'm feeling sad, I'll just wear sweatpants and a hoodie or something. And and then if I'm feeling happy, like, I will make an effort or I'll plan it the night before and get, like, really excited about it. And it becomes, like, a fun thing and not something that I, like, am dreading because I know that I have to go to school and that, like, if I don't wear something that I feel confident in, then, like, people are going to know or notice. It just feels like 
that can feel like a trapped Mm -hmm. that that can make me feel trapped that's that's all that's the only real downfall of it i think yeah so Hmm. to kind of get out of fashion but also mm-hmm. I've said fashion like 50,000 times during this it, so you know what I'm so sorry to anyone listening that's a look that's a look <laughs> that's that's fashion um that's fashion makeup fashion no we have been um together for a long time we talked about elementary school we were talking about middle school now it's now it's for the big weeks high school high school I think uh, squad <laughs> I think one of the things that I just want to ask you as your friend, um, and just as a like a person in general, what do you think these groups in high school really are? <sighs> hmm. No, that's a question. <laughs> I think it's just it's it's all bullshit. <laughs> but like Groups in high school. Do you see? Do you see these like groups of like the the stereotypical student? Do you see those groups, or do you think it's all? It feels so confusing because I don't see myself belonging to a group. Like mm-hmm. I don't feel like a an art kid. I guess that's what I'm closest to being as an art kid. But like I don't really see myself as that because I don't like. That's not my entire life. Mm-hmm. But I, I see people who I think could mostly fit in the art group. Or, like, I see people who I think, oh, they are, like, mostly a jock. Or they're mostly, like, a into... I don't know what other groups are. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels like sports and then everybody else. Yeah. But I never feel like that's Easton. Yeah. Like an Easton thing. Oh, and then, like, honks. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I like that word, by the way. But Thank you. I just, it's so, it all seems so, like, trivial now. Be- is that so? Yeah yeah, 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 that's the word I want to use. Yeah, it all feels so trivial because it's like, none of this matters after high school. But mm-hmm. you can't see that and you can't, like, know that when you're in it. Mm-hmm. But now that we're getting to the end of high school, like, you're, I'm starting to see... And meet and talk to all these people who I really thought were, like, one type of person or one-dimensional. And I'm really realizing they, like, all have lives outside of that one mm-hmm. thing. And they're, think... like, all... They're people. Like, yeah. we're all... We have so much more to us than just a one thing. Do you think now, at, like, kind of the end of our streak in high school, do you think the the stereotypical dynamics of high school groups affected how you thought to pe- thought of people or talk to people yes 100 percent. i wish i i wish i had known this like at the beginning and i would have talked to so many more people mm-hmm. but i was so like shy and nervous about what the like lacrosse people would think of me or like the football players and really it doesn't matter like it's not like there's some sort of real social hierarchy it's really not that deep yeah and that's um i wanted to talk to you also about 
your story. Mm. And this could probably be more, um, less of question based than me just simply like asking you to tell your story, um, about what you went through, um, and how that affects. She's awake. Kelly. Yeah. So we Kelly have, is awake. <laughs> we have a live audience named Kelly Kane. Sitting, laying on the couch. Laying on the couch. She has a correction. She's lived in more than one city. Yeah, I knew that, but I I kept it simple. I didn't know that. I didn't know where she was. But basically... um, I've lived in like five different places. um, I knew that. I knew you'd lived in a bunch. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But basically, this is just your time to kind of tell your story going through high school, what you went through, and how that affected how you saw high school and how you talked to people. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, okay. So. Freshman year. Yeah, whatever. Not so fun. Sophomore year. Eh. It was okay. I thought it was getting better. And then I joined a play and that like stressed me out because I was also taking AP government like I was just like a little sophomore like stressed out because I didn't know like what stress was before that um and so that was not fun that was like also the first time I really like experienced like depression Mm -hmm. I didn't really like like my brothers had depression for a lot of his life but I've never like felt that or like gone through that until I was like stressed out all the time and not sleeping but also my parents my mom and stepdad separated in the spring of my 10th grade year which I also started a job like a week after that happened and that I think that's why like I've had a lot of work-related anxiety Mm -hmm. because it's so connected to, like, tragedy. That, that was that. And then, it was just, okay, junior year started, and that was stressful. But, I also met my two best friends, (laughs) Carly and Kelly. So, that was a big contradiction. That was, like... Mm -hmm. I was so stressed out and depressed, but then I also had my best friends, and mm-hmm. that was incredible. And it's weird. And so fun. That we came together back as friends, and kind of, you know... Yeah, we hadn't... We had, like, seen each other and, like, been friendly, but we hadn't been, like, best friends since, like, fifth grade. Mm-hmm. And, like, kind of sixth grade, too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, maybe a little bit of seventh grade, but, like, mostly fifth grade. Yeah. So this was like coming like reconnecting and it was so fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's been it's it's been crazy ever since. But it's been a wild time, <laughs> truly. But um so that uh, junior year was so rough because I was losing a friend who I won't say obviously, but I was losing a friend and that was an uncomfortable situation because we were growing apart and like I knew it but I didn't want to stop it. It was just naturally happening and on top of that 
my stepdad got, he had moved away, he had moved to St. Thomas, and he got really sick and came back, and then they found out in January, so this is January of 2019, that he had pancreatic cancer, and it was stage four, so no, he wasn't really interested in doing chemotherapy or anything because that would just extend the pain and that just doesn't really make sense to do that to me but so that was like probably the worst thing I've ever been through and that feels so much longer than it actually was it was from January to he died in at the end of April and so that felt like forever but mm-hmm. yeah that was that was crazy that period of time is like the craziest thing that's ever happened but oh thank god thank god you guys were here because I like don't know how I could have gotten through that mm-hmm. with I mean me and my mom obviously but like that was just like devastating but I think I don't know what else to say um but so well that was like a big year of like realizing what's really important in my life like I learned so many lessons from that mm-hmm. and I'm thankful for like what I've learned Um, especially in that year I remember there were a few I mean you were going to see him every weekend Mm -hmm. and there was a time period where you you took off from school and you were in uh Virginia was it Mm -hmm. you were in Virginia um how is it if you don't mind me asking how is it going through something like that um like as you said like the one of the worst experiences in your life but also kind of and I hate to like put it as just in high school but you know this is the experience that we know best like Mm -hmm. how did that translate in high school of like the stress of having these AP classes and the thought of like what are why like what are people thinking about me not being here it it's I think part of me was wondering like do people like care other than just you guys I was like do people care where I am or do they know like I had talked about it and told some people but like I was like I wonder if people like know what's going on Mm -hmm. and also I'm always I've always thought like people who lose somebody like suddenly or to cancer anything like people who lose anyone that's close to them and have to go through that I've always wondered like oh my god how do you go through that and then this happening it just you realize like you just do it like there's no there's no other way because so many people go through that and if we all like stopped completely it just nothing would ever get done Mm -hmm. in the world Mm -hmm. but like I don't know that I I think I think 
I don't know. It feels like a dream. Like, looking back. It's like, I remember things, but it all feels, like, foggy over it. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I think I was really concerned about if people cared. I was, like, that was just such a weird time anyway because... Oh, excuse me. Because I think I was, like, insecure, too. Very, mm-hmm. Like, really insecure and depressed. Oh, and stressed. <laughs> but, like, then having that was kind of, like... I don't know. That was just, like... It felt unbelievable for a long time. And it still kind of doesn't feel, like, real. Mm-hmm. But... For, for people, um, I think I have a lot of questions to ask, and I don't know, we were talking earlier about the kind of thought, um, beforehand without this experience, thinking, how could people deal with this? Mm. And, like, the thought of, like, seeing them in person, being like, oh, they're, they're so strong, or, or, oh, they're handling this well. How did um, the transfer of that mentality mentality go into actually experiencing it? Like, what did you realize? What was a fake like facade about this whole thing? Like, what was one of the regular things that people say that aren't true about that experience? Like, what what would you tell someone about that experience? Um, well, something, I think, so. like, a big thing I realized is, like, time doesn't stop. Like, things, like, I had to make sure I fed my dog and walked him every day. Like, I couldn't just, like, lay in bed or dwell on it because, like, I had other things to do. I s- still had to do homework and take care of Lenny, my baby seven-year-old <laughs> dog. Um, But... Like, I had to make sure that, and not only me, of course, like, my mom is so incredible, like, going to work every day and just kind of, you know, like, doing the damn thing. Like, Mm -hmm. we were just going along like everything was normal, but, like, not. Like, we knew everything that we were feeling and we're kind of trying to deal with it as best we could. Mm -hmm. And... Just having each other made things a little easier. Like, being able to understand. But also coming from two different places as, like, a daughter and a wife. Like, having two different experiences, but also, like, very much relating on certain things. Mm-hmm. That that really helped. But I think, I think people don't, may not think about that if they haven't gone through it that like we seem so strong because we're just trying to make things feel normal I guess Mm -hmm. like we're not like trying to be strong we're just trying to like live normally I think Mm -hmm. what would be your advice to people listening potentially um (laughs) Sorry. I'll be listening. I'll be listening to this back. (laughs) Um, What would be your advice to, say, someone in our school um, about 
the appearances of people. What would you say to someone if they are, like, judging the quiet girl in school or the popular kid? Like, what would be your advice? Coming from where you come from, you know, and your story, what would be the advice you'd give to someone? Oh, my God, I hate how cheesy this is about to sound. Like, like, don't judge them. You don't know what they're (laughs) going through. You don't know. You don't know. I'm throwing up a peace sign right now. Um, (laughs) But, like... (sighs) All cliches like that feel true. Like, Mm -hmm. you really... There's so many people, like, we've met this year that, like, we talk to them and we hear stuff about their lives and it's like everybody is going through or has been through something, like, that feels unbelievable to you. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so... I'm thinking of people right now and it's just... Mm -hmm. Like, everybody I've met, like, has a thing that they've had to deal with. Like, a a hardship. And I guess that's what I would say is, like, think of the hardest thing you've been through. And then other people have gone through stuff like that, mm-hmm. too. So, like, you're not... Not to say your, like, experience isn't valid or whatever, mm-hmm. but, like... But just know that there are people who can relate to you or can people, (laughs) there are people who (laughs) understand what you're going through. Yeah. And I, I, one of the last questions before I ask the final question, the the final countdown of questions, Um, but do you think these social limitations that we speak of like Jack or the art kid or, you know, just like the in crowd, do you think that is primarily based on appearances and then where people socialize? Or do you think that some of those experiences that we've talked about, the kind of like traumatic ones, those shape people in the groups? Ooh. Cause that's a good I, question. I, I, I just to give you an example, I feel like us three, we came together as friends at a very hard time for all of us, mm. whether that be family or personal stuff. So, I don't know, kind of, I I start to think about people in our school, and I'm like, you know, sometimes friendships start out of the weirdest circumstances. That's true. I think, yeah, it can really happen either way. Either you have fake friends, or you have real friends, <laughs> or you have both I mean, like, it happens. I think the universe will always find a way to put you where you belong. And, like, I 100% think that, like, we were meant to all meet each other and, like, go mm-hmm. through stuff together. Mm-hmm. And because we can handle it as, like, a it's like a team. <laughs> but, team effort. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but the, And I think that the universe, like, works to try and help everyone Mm -hmm. and because I think everything is like a lesson or you can learn from everything and yeah part of that could be like navigating your way from like fake friends to people who have been through something similar to you and have but also have the same interests or people who are like completely different than you in all sense of the word Mm -hmm. and have yet still still been through 
some of the same stuff. Mm-hmm. The universe is looking out for you. <laughs> Remember that. The last question. Um, we've talked a lot about um, these like societal, quote-unquote, walls, or these societal limitations between people. Um, and I want to ask you if you think that is a real physical thing or do you think that's something that we've all consciously just accepted and made up i think it's all something i think it's something we've all decided to live with and live by but it's that's part of it that's part of the reason that it's okay to have these like walls between us because we've all like said that it's or we've all decided like consciously or subconsciously that it's okay Mm -hmm. um because i think if if people were more okay with being friends with whoever they wanted and like going outside of their circle and talking to people who think differently or look different i think that would kind of change things but but even it has to i think as much as like individual change i believe does work i think you need everyone to individually like work together <laughs> you can tell i'm getting tired <laughs> we need everybody <laughs> To work on their selves. <laughs> do you think? Do you think the main goal to finally have you know this this may be too idealistic and maybe too ideal like non um, and I think that's what's important. Yay! 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 Um, to like to have this idealistic like no societal limitations do you think in order to reach that we have to like really nail in the head acceptance or do you think we should go about it a different way well i i don't know if we'll ever reach like a total acceptance point or like Mm -hmm. anything like that i just i yeah i don't think that would like happen although i wish it could but it's just like there's always going to be, like, some fucker who wants to mess things up. (laughs) And, like, it just... I think that's just part of life. I think that just is what it is. But if people want to change, they will change. Podcast number one. Podcast number one. And done. Done and done. One and done. Um, Done, done. Yes. Thank you for listening thank you for listening to me ramble